greatest new podcast in the world. From WWE to DNA Impact. By way of the NWA, it's time for Reffing It Up. With legendary referee Brian Hebner. An all new episode starts in... This, this is Reffing It Up. Welcome to another great episode of Reffing It Up with Brian Hebner. I am the man with the magical voice, RJ. He is the man of the stripes, Mr. Brian Hebner. Brian, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you today? Um, got a little, oops, excuse me. Uh, Dropping stuff rain. over there. Yeah, I know. I've got the dropsies already. We haven't even started. Uh, yeah, so got a little rain going on here in uh, the beautiful state of Virginia. Storms every evening. Hot as balls. Um, yeah. But other than that, I'm good, man. Ready yeah, to there's a, on the road. yeah, there's a storm we pop, we probably had up here last night, probably about I'd be early morning, probably about three or four, well, about two or three, I should say. Scared the crap out of our dog, and she ended up coming through the cat gate and that's climbed, never good. Climbed in the uh laundry basket at the end of the bed. So no, she's always like that though. That's the thing. We've anything with thunder or fireworks or whatever she gets all all upset so but it is what it is at this point uh but no just living that life man you know one day at a time that's all we can do absolutely i mean you know the thing is every day we should all be lucky that we're breathing uh, uh i don't know if anybody knew but my my dad had some open heart surgery done um i talked to him uh, yesterday and He's a little rough, man, a little rough, um, but he's doing doing well, as I guess this could be. But um, just a man that's not used to that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure no man is, but I mean, but just not being used to being laid up in a hospital for days and days upon days and then uh, not being able to do anything for himself, which, you know, he tells me, you know, right now he he's barely walking. He's trying to figure out how to walk again, yeah. which is pretty weird for a guy who's so active, um, like on his tractor and has mm-hmm. chickens and all that stuff. So, so yeah, just, uh, you want to throw a little prayer out there for him for speedy recovery, but he's doing, he's doing okay. He's going to, he's going to be fine. He'll be make, make it better though. You know, put another couple, another couple, two, three years or so on his, on his life there. So get a new ticker in there. Absolutely. But this week, Brian, before we get into our first count, I just want to let everybody know, thank you so much for tuning in last week to, uh, the bully Ray episode. It was great to have him on and, uh, you know, a lot of good, a lot of good response from it. Yeah, I had a, a ton of great feedback. Um, you know, that's the thing with Bully that I think makes it special when you have a live guest. I mean, especially someone like him, he doesn't, he doesn't hold any punches. You know what I mean? Pulls the curtain back and just uh, lets it all go. And uh, th- that's what's great about him. Uh, that's something I've touched on on the podcast. That I, that's why I loved him because he was an honest guy to me always. And uh, he, he didn't let us short of being, honest on our podcast either so yeah it was a, a wonderful episode if you didn't listen to it you might want to go back just a really good listen yeah so we're going to be talking about the briscoe brothers this week they've had a outstanding couple of weeks here at the pay-per-view and over at roh uh this past uh, saturday uh so they're in the news they're up there uh obviously popular as ever but let's head over to our first count of this episode so Brian, we had a lot of a lot of news. Obviously, we'll get to the two major ones that came out today. 
in a moment, but I wanted to get your thoughts on just the current state of wrestling refereeing. I know you have since being non or part-time being out off the road, obviously you have a lot more time to let's say critique a lot of the yeah. guys and the gals out there that are refereeing or in whatever company they be, may be, whether it be WWE, AEW, um, NXT, uh, Impact, whatever. Obviously, you got a lot of time for that. You sent a few cryptic tweets out there. I saw them early this morning when I got up for work. I'm like, huh, that's something I want to talk about uh, <laughs> this week. So far, what are your thoughts on the current, pro- uh, current product as far as uh, refereeing? Well, I mean, ever since that, you know, I've quit doing full-time, you know, with impact and reffing in general, you know, obviously I have more time to sit around and watch, which is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have time previously to watch a lot of wrestling once I was off the road. Um, my, 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 my thing is this. Um, and before I even start, I, I'm not saying that I'm perfect and I'm the best referee ever. Um, but, but I will say that uh, I was well-respected by my peers. Uh, I was considered a top official while doing what I did. And it took me time to get there to be able to do that. Okay. So I just want to start with that. Also I've had guys that say that they're the, that I'm the best referee they've ever worked with, such as guys like Kurt Angle, JBL, some of these other guys. Okay. Um, so I just didn't want to come off like, you know, I was trying to be like, Mr. I'm so great that I'm, you know, this and that and that. No, what I am is the teacher of the game now because I've been doing it so long. And what I'm seeing and what seems to be burning my, my pants is that I see mistake after mistake after mistake each and every single week. Me personally, I don't give a shit if you're a referee for the WWE. I don't give a shit if you're a referee for the AEW. I don't give a shit if you're a referee for Ring of Honor. I don't give a shit if you're a referee for Impact Wrestling. I don't give a shit if you're a referee for MLW. If I'm forgetting anybody else, I don't care. I don't give a shit about that either. My problem is this. Great. That's your accolade that you made it to somewhere. I get it. You're getting on TV. You're being on pay-per-views. Well, get better at your trade. Get better at your craft. Stop being set in a comfort zone, making your paycheck, and being as good as you're going to get. Because that's what I'm seeing. Because I'm watching the same referees do the same shit over and over again. And it's embarrassing to a certain degree on a lot of levels. Now, I'm only saying this because I'm hoping that some people can hear this and will actually try to make it better for themselves for down the road. It's okay to do good at what you do and that'd be okay. But that's just not okay for me. Um, And I also get tired of companies seeing this thing happen at week after week after week and not do anything about it. So it's like they don't care, so why should the referee? I see time cue mishaps. I see people not know when to give time cues. I see people being in the wrong position. I see people jumping all over the ring like they're part of the excitement and the action. I see just the wrong stuff all the time. Now, before I left Impact, I was able to sit down with some guys and actually try and show and do things the entire time I was there. Some came with information that I gave and took it and ran with it. Some thought they were better than others or better than what I was telling them. Well, that's fine. Do it your way. Do it your way and figure out what you'll do later in life. 
the thing is, when you're respected in this business, such as a Mike Chioda, or Earl Hebner, a Dave Hebner, a Timmy White, a Tommy Young, um, a Charles Robinson, and hell, even a Brian Hebner, Scott Armstrong. Those are names that you remember because why? They did a good job and they're memorable at what they did. There's a bunch of you that won't be that way because you won't allow yourselves. It's not because you can't. You can. You're sitting there and you're comfortable in your zone and you're collecting your paychecks. Fuck that paycheck and be a legend and be a biz, like a, a better referee and learn each and every day. Whether that's going to your agent and figuring out what you can do better, going to your top official and seeing what you can do. Mistakes happen. I get it. And I made many of them through my career. But I learned from them and didn't make the same ones. I didn't. And the thing is, these guys and girls that are doing it nowadays are not doing that. I'm not watching one referee grow except the one that I ended up lastly teaching. And that's Daniel. And I'm not putting him over because I told him. I'm putting him over because he listens and he's working and he's learning and he's trying hard. And I watch him every week grow. I'm not watching people grow. And that's sad. And I don't think it's all your fault, referees, zebras. I don't think you're being taught right from the start. And that's another issue. So that's where I'm at. I just, you know, I just, uh, it, it just burns me up because I know people are better. I know they are. And, and, and we're not getting it out of them for some reason. And I just believe it's because no one's pushing, no one's trying, no one's starting at the bottom and working their way up to the top as far as being trained. That's my take. I know this is something we talked about privately too, Brian. And obviously it hit, it hit home for you too, but it's just, I always look for the little things when I'm watching wrestling, whatever that may be, whether it be weekly programming, whether it be at the pay-per-views, whatever. But is this something that you think needs to be taught straight up when you see a lot of the training facilities with like, for example, NXT, you're talking about the nightmare factory with Cody. Is that an aspect where you think that they should have some sort of class or some sort of programming for specifically referees, whether it be involving yourself, whether it be involving others, teaching them? Listen, being a referee is just as important in that match, doing what the guys do. You are only going to enhance the talent or you're going to take the talent down. There are moments that you show emotion. There are moments that you don't. You are an official. I don't watch UFC guys. I don't watch boxing guys. I don't watch any combat sport or entertainment referees play upon what's going on in the ring with all of their emotions. Now, I know Aubrey Edwards gets some, some, some uh, I guess, Harsh stuff, I guess, sometimes here and there, because I read it, um, about her being over the top with being emotional and all that kind of stuff. There are times for that. There are. There are also times for that not to happen like that. Um, I actually spent some time in Portland with Aubrey and worked with her as well. Um, I'm not going to say I physically trained her from the start and all the way up, but I did help contribute to some of that. And there's some stuff she's doing now that she didn't do uh, when I was training and working with her in Portland. Um, and I just think that there's things that have become habit for her that, you know, were things that I didn't, you know, talk to her and train her or give her advice on. Um, but, but, you know, emotions are great because we have them and, and it's natural. 
but there's 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 always a time where we can all be over the top um and that's stuff that would be trained yes at these plants there's all kinds of things that would be trained that's one of them giving time cues at appropriate times learning how to count time cues in your head so you're not running up to a guy every single minute um you know just yes yes do i feel that it's important i absolutely do i feel like it's extremely important that referees get trained from the start by someone and it doesn't have to be me i don't give a shit if it's me it could be whoever's out there that's qualified to do it and do it correctly and get these people ready to be on tv um you know house shows uh independence are really good for people that are trying to get into the business and learn the right way um but yeah so i I, I do feel that's important. And I don't know what happens at NXT. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what happens at the Nightmare Factory. I don't know what happens there. I don't know if they're training referees there or not. I don't know if it's being taken serious when they are. I, I don't know. Mm. But I just know what I'm watching. And what I'm watching is that's not being done correctly from the start. Mm. There's something else that really, you know, the hit home. This actually came out Friday. We talked about it also is um, Vince McMahon came out on the 22nd of July this past Friday with a statement basically saying that as I approach quote, as I approach 77 years old, I feel it's time for me to retire as chairman and CEO of WWE throughout the years. It's been a privilege to help WWE bring you joy, inspire you, thrill you, surprise you, and always entertain you. Goes on to thank his family and whatnot. And then he, uh, um, Basically, he's extremely confident to put uh, his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, and Nick Khan as co-CEOs of the company. I found this very ironic that it came out, A, on a Friday after the stocks closed at about 4 o'clock, which then the stocks are closed through the weekend. So stock their stock would not go down. And as I recently looked, actually has gone up. So I, who knows what's going to happen, but obviously get your thoughts. Obviously it's a company that you work for, for a while, number of years, a company, your family's been a part of a company. Your family's been a part of for cry, 30, 40, 50 years, whatever. But what are your thoughts when you see something like this come out? Well, I mean, we, we, we touched on the basis of this last week. Um, you know, that's it, Vince contributed a lot to the business, without a doubt. Uh, more than probably most people will ever put in their lives. Um, so I respect the man for that. Um, but I just think that him retiring, announcing retirement, um, was basically like a waving my flag and saying, I surrender. I believe is what that was. Um, I think he knows he's a cult and I think he knows that it would only damage the company more so than it would damage him. So I feel like this was a way of saying, I'm, I'm guilty. I got to go because I'm trying to save you guys because this ain't going to be good. What y'all going to hear later on is not going to be good. So I got to go and that saying he does forever, whatever, we're all together, whatever. Yeah. It forever together or no, then now forever together. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
but I, like I said, I, I don't think this it put a black eye on the, on the company. Crap. Whenever you think professional wrestling, you think WWE. When you think WWE, you think Vince McMahon. So it's like one of those things. It's like, okay, how do you, how do you not? You know what I mean? And obviously it's something that we probably won't see him for a while, if ever again on TV. I no, think. No, I don't, why would you? I mean, right. uh, I mean, if something's crazy happening, I mean, I, once again, I hate to say it, but we ne- you never say never. Mm-hmm. But if he somehow was to get out of this unscathed with just very little damage um, and just, you know, you know, time goes by. Who knows? I mean, you know, he could always come back, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, he is older, but – and it's going to give him, you know, you know I don't see – I see this taking a lot out of him, really, to be honest with you. Um, but I know this is going to crush him and kill him not being part and having a hand in this. And then once again, could he be the Vince Russo of the TNA? I mean, you know what I mean? How could mm-hmm. he be at home – could he be at home driving the car from home? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who knows? So, you know, who, who, who knows? It's just, um, it's just a bad situation. And I, once again, I, I think he's, he realizes the situation's more serious than what he thought originally before he, or after he made that appearance on SmackDown with that basically y'all can kiss my ass kind of thing. In my opinion, that was what I took it as, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Weird situation. It yeah, is weird. I, I don't really think that SmackDown thing really helped him at all. Uh, not at all. Not at all. To me, it was like, really, dude? Okay. You really do have a, a set of cahoots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and also, you know, I remember uh, that day, uh, Gerald Briscoe had come out. And by the way, I love Gerald Briscoe. Love him a lot. Respect him. And me and him got along great. Love his son, Wes. I mean, so, but it, it came out with a tweet basically saying anybody that badmouthed Vince um, doesn't respect what he did and what he's done for the business and all that kind of thing. Um, you know, that, that, that's true to an extent, but something that Mr. Briscoe has to understand, he, he's fucked a lot of people, man. Um, and there's a lot of people that aren't going to say a lot of good things about him that didn't have a good time and a good experience with him. So they're, they're people's opinions. You can't take that back. Right. Now I understand what Gerald's saying. I do, but you know, there's somebody like me that I'm, I'm not going to have the, the, the greatest things to say about Vince McMahon. I'm not, um, because I don't feel like I was treated fairly, and I don't think my my my, my dad, my uncle, were treated fairly on the way out the door either. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's here or there. That's not what this is about. Right. But I do want to say that you know all negative responses that that you know that he got or smart responses, they had their opinion. They had their opinion. He has a much better aspect on on Vincent Man because he worked for him for a hundred years. I mean, okay, so that's fine. But there's a lot of people that that company has screwed over, and guess what? They're not going to have positive things to say. Right. No, it make it makes sense. It makes sense, and it's just something like everybody's. Just, it's all about the association. Um, but w- with Vince stepping down, Stephanie goes in. Nick Khan goes in. Uh, today comes out that effective immediately, Paul Levesque, aka Triple H, will resume his executive position as EVP of Talent Relations. This came out over the weekend. Then today comes out that he's part he has a higher up i they didn't really give us a title no they did they said he's head of creative triple h that is 
obviously being in lieu of what's been happening with Vince, are you surprised to see Triple H come back so soon after Vince, A, after Vince retires, and B, so I don't know, he's been, he's been out sick for a while, but he says he's healthy, he says he's fired up, and he's ready to take charge. Obviously, you've, you've worked with him a little bit here and there. Is he the guy, right guy for the job? I mean, he's going to have people around him. I mean, and, you know, he was the head of NXT for quite a while, right? When they were doing their, their major stuff. Right. Um, I mean, who else? I mean, to me, if it's not him, who who is it? Um, you know, I don't I, I don't understand why. And, and maybe I'm behind. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand why someone like Paul Heyman. Uh, isn't getting a bigger role, and maybe he will. I don't know. I mean, I know mm-hmm. that we're in the infant stages of all this stuff going on. Um, I'm sure Bruce, which I maybe remember, Bruce Pritchard. I think he got something bigger too, didn't he? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he's he, he's part of the creative team. He's like an EVP. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but he's basically it was a higher up as far as a creative uh, creative uh, team goes. Um, and then also, don't forget, you got uh, Jeff Jarrett there, VP of live events, too. Yeah, I mean, so what I'm saying is you, you have to have a head. You have to have, to have a head figure. Right. Um, why not Triple H? And then you have all the people that we just named just now around him. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I and, he, and he's the son-in-law and the husband of Stephanie McMahon. So I don't see why the wasn't was done yeah because and i think too now it's going to start becoming hey wwe triple h is in charge with stephanie it's going to be good it's going to be a good time to be in the business uh and i think you think there's going to be a lot more people flocking to wwe now that they know that triple h is in there and obviously he has a track record of really turning around nxt i mean I don't. I don't think people will be racing the WWE because Vince is out. Um, but I mean, let's just say uh, I didn't have a job and I was looking to get one. I would be abs- absolutely much more excited to work for WWE at this point with Vince out as opposed to in. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. Um, but you know, I, I I don't know Triple H's past with some of the guys that are already there and established. I mean, look, so what's his relationship with them? Maybe some people will be racing out. Um, and ready to go to AEW when contracts are up because they don't want to work for somebody or another. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. I mean, we look at the Brock Lesnar situation. I mean, why did that come about? I mean, so he was he that mad just because Vince left and retired? Or was he that mad because of who he has to work for because of Vince being gone? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think that people will be racing just to get there anymore as, just because he's there. I, I don't. Well, it's something that's going to obviously continue to develop as, as, as time goes on, maybe next week or something, we'll see something, something new come out, but something that is not new, obviously it's been the career of the Briscoe brothers. So let's send it up to our second count of this episode. So J Mark Briscoe made their debuts for combat zone wrestling at Delaware invasion in January 20th of 2001. Obviously these are guys that started off on the independent circuit. Brian really made a name for themselves, ended up getting signed uh, by ROH uh, in 2002. 
one of those teams that whenever whenever you think tag team wrestling, you think the Briscoe brothers. Um, they just had a banger of a match this past weekend against FTR. Dude, when obviously you had a short little stint there in uh, in ROH, did you when you were there for that short time, that cup of coffee, if you will, did you get associated with the Briscoes? Do you work some of their stuff? I did, man. Um, I did, and that was my first experience uh, with with meeting them and engaging with them. Um, yeah, I did. I worked a little bit with them there, and also like the Crockett Cup, we worked together, um, and then of course we did an Impact. Uh, but yeah. Uh, they were, I was, you know, it's just really weird. I've always been intrigued by those guys, man. I really have. Um, I don't know if any of you all have seen, or even you have seen the uh, vignettes they do on their own property back at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, that shit's great, man. Uh, it's so good. And it's so entertaining. Um, they're entertaining guys, even backstage. I mean, my, me and my dad at the uh, 20th anniversary show uh, for Impact, uh, you know, I was telling him about it because he had never met him, my dad. And uh, I was telling him about him and it's just, just describing little things here and there, which I'm, I'm sure I'll get into later as far as that goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, me and my dad literally laughed the entire time because uh, Jay, no, I'm sorry. I always get him confused. Mark, I believe, you may have to fact check me. Um, but anyway, I believe it's Mark. Um they're both hilarious, but Mark really is funny when we get to talking about his chickens, and I'll get into that. Yeah, Mark Briscoe, it's it's hard not to <laughs> – he goes through those different incarnations. He's got the shaved head, and he's got the long hair. Um, but, no, he's the one now that has the uh, the shaved head right now. But it, it's uh... – <sighs> It's hard to tell them apart. I, I will tell you that. It's like, okay, well, Mark, Jay, I, honestly, and as much as different as they are apart, they're very similar. No, they are. I, I mean, they're, they're, they're really tight boys, man. They're really tight. I tell you right now, I would hate to run in an alley and just piss one of them off and not know the other one was behind them. Holy Jesus. I don't want to bump into them in the day, uh, light of the day, to be honest with you. It's, I'm sure they're nice guys and all, don't get me wrong, but I'm like, they could, you know, Turn on you like that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Very nice guys. Very nice guys. But just, you know, like I said, I wouldn't want to piss them off. So, about 2002, that's about when you were there in – um, you were in ROH before you went to uh, WWE, right? No, no, no. This was after WWE. Oh, this is after WWE. Okay, I thought it was before for some reason. No, no, no. This was when um, – I was with NWA. Um, we oh, this part. The- okay, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Cause you worked with, but you still did work with them in ROH, though, right? I did. I worked with. Them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so 2002, uh, they have a match, uh, or excuse me, Jay has a match against Amazing Red. You think of ROH, you think of a lot of mat based wrestling, uh, high flying. Where do you kind of put? the Briscoe brothers in, in that um, category. Do, are they just in the category of themselves or are they kind of just a little bit of everything? I mean, they're a character of themselves, first of all. Um, but I think they can do it all. I do. I think they can do it all. Um, the one thing like uh, that, that Bubba had mentioned, obviously about them when they were brought up was that they tend to go fast um, and they do go fast. And, and if that's something that, 
I would have to have a knock if that was one. But today's world of wrestling is so different. So, you know, I, and, and Bully's old school, uh, FTR's old school. And I, and I did not see that match. So that's something that maybe you'll have to touch on. But um, And I know FTR slows things down too. Uh, but um, I think that would be the only knock on them, in my opinion, that if they slowed down a little bit. But other than that, to me, like they, they got it all. They can do whatever, whatever style. I mean, they do. They're good. Well, and, and I don't think that a lot of these companies, whether they be ROH or New Japan uh, Impact, will put these the straps on them if they weren't good, if they wouldn't draw people into the arenas, have them buy tickets, buy merch, whatever. You know the song of dance. If, yeah. if they weren't, if they weren't good, I, it's one of those things too, that it's when I first saw them, I'm like, Oh man, these guys can go. But at the same time, it's like a lot of this stuff seems to take some, you know, lives or years <clears throat> off their life. I think, you know, a lot of these high flying moves to the outside and stuff. It's like, Ooh, that does not look good. No, I mean, but, but overall, generally, if you notice, they, 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 they have their signature dive spots, which, you know, everybody does at this point. Um, but their, you know, their psychology of tag wrestling is actually pretty good. And I think that, you know, I don't, how do I say, I, I don't think that they're doing what you're thinking. Like, in other words, I don't think what they're doing is so high risk that it's taking their career short or anything like that because of the sick bumps. Now I can tell you, they'll do whatever. Um, that, that's, that's fun. I mean, they, they, they'll do whatever in the match. Mm-hmm. So would, would they do any, you know, it depends on the match. It depends on the setup and it depends on the stipulations um, as far as what they'll do and do what you say, take, take some life off of them. Um, but they'll do it for sure. But over on a general basis, I, I don't think they do. Because, and why don't you think they really, they've been really homegrown stars with ROH impact. They worked with NWA. They were all over the place. Why don't you think that they really got a, a, a push there from WWE? It was just time and place or was it just something else? Actually, I think it was something else. I think it was something that was said years ago by one of them. And um, I felt like uh, WWE basically didn't want to deal with it because um, mm-hmm. it's not their talent. I mean, that's obvious. It's not their talent. Do you, do you think it's something that that WWE say they really want to bring them in? Is this? Do you think it's something that they could? I, I don't want to say fix, but kind of like uh, alter a little bit to actually have them work in the system. Or do you think it's one? Or, or on the other hand, do you think the Briscoes would even allow that to happen? I don't know, man. That's a tricky question. I mean, obviously, if they went up there and they wanted them to change things and gear down or whatever, um, they're going to do it. I mean, they're going to do it just like everybody else that goes there that has their own idea of what they want to do is changed. And some people are happy with it. Some people aren't. Uh, but no, I, I, I think they would totally do what they were asked. Obviously, multiple, multiple, multiple time tag team champions in ROH. Do you the, the, the sad part about it is it's like. You go to like an NXT or WWE or Impact, any of these other promotions, it's like you kind of run the risk of, hey, I don't know who the hell the Briscoe brothers are. Do you think that's kind of a, a knock on them where they've been in our, they were in ROH for so long that nobody really knew they were down there? Well, I don't, 
I think that they, in all honesty, did so much in Ring of Honor and on the indie scene that your your let's just say your AEW fan is gonna know exactly who they are. You know what I mean? They're gonna know. Um, the Briscoes are very popular. Um, I don't think. I mean, that's almost asking almost in a way, in my opinion. Remember when AJ left? Yeah, that was AJ's biggest fear that the WWE universe would not know who he was. The WWE universe knew exactly who he was. And that was very apparent when he came out at Survivor Series. He came out uh, to face Roman Reigns. There you go. Um, that place went crazy. Um, so I think, I think you would be surprised and everyone would be surprised that the WWE universe knows exactly who the Briscoes are. Well, they too, and I know we talked about it in the first count, now that Triple H, Stephanie are in charge, is like one of those things that Triple H has gone over, to give him credit where credit's due, he's been all over the world, he's been to, across the pond, he's been in the south, everywhere to scout for talent, for wrestling. And he really is, I, I, I think the Briscoes would be his tag team. They would. Guys, guys that grown, grown up in the business, guys that uh, eat and eat, sleep, and breathe is business. And it, it, it's funny to think that's like, okay, you go somewhere else, like, okay, you're not going to know who the Briscoe brothers are. It, it, it's just, it's just weird that maybe it's just me, but, uh, but they have classic matches to get matches with, with, with AJ. Amazing red, holy crap! With that hell of a match in ROH there for the tag straps, but we, we we see him this week, this past week against FTR, another hell of a match. You know they're, they're telling all oh, it's going to get over. It's this, this, and that. And apparently they're they're signed exclusive to ROH. Sad part about it, I'm like, okay, who who the heck are they going to face? You know, are they going to just stay with ROH? Are they going to go over to AEW? Or is it going to, you know, what's going to happen? Because obviously they're under the same umbrella. Obviously it's something new that they're going to be seeing. Who do you think that uh, is really going to take advantage of this? Do you think they're going to really kind of book them the right way? I have no idea. No idea at all. Um, I, I, I don't understand the whole Ring of Honor thing now anyway. Um, so they've ex signed a exclusive multi multi year deal is what was supposedly uh, said, which I don't you know know that to be true. Um, to Ring of Honor, okay, like you said, name a tag team in Ring of Honor right now. Briscoe Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> You're so smart. No, but but you can't but you can't though. That's a problem. You know, you had Dalton Castle and the boys win the, the six man titles, but it's one of the things. It's like okay, my big thing about ROH is it should be ROH originals. And yes, I know you got to hire a bunch of people, but it's like it's not really ROH. It's like ROH two point oh. I, I like I said, I don't get the whole thing. And I'm not knocking it. Maybe there's a vision that we and you don't see. Um, but I know what I do see, and I see a lot of confusion as far as what that means. Okay, so does that mean they're exclusively working for Ring of Honor, which is what? They don't have a show. They don't have a pay-per-view. Well, I guess they did. But, I mean, what, you know what I'm saying. It doesn't, yeah, yeah. They're not TV. 
they don't have a TV leading up to a pay-per-view per se. Mm-hmm. So what, what does that mean? I, I don't get it. Um, I'm glad for them though, because they're drawing a paycheck and that's great because they need to be and deserve to be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> but, but it's something you just don't know what's going to go happen in the future here too, with, with ROH, because with, with Tony Khan being the sole owner of it now, it's like, all right, you know, you got, and, and rightfully so he's a big wrestling fan. He always has been, that's his big, not being better be a knock on him or not with a lot of these fans, but, uh, yeah, it's just how can you not take advantage of these guys? But so I also want to get your thoughts on it. He, they were also six man champions with with Bully Ray, you know, a guy that's close to close to the out the show and close to you. And knowing Bully the way you do, this they won the straps 2017. Uh, do you think that he basically? seek that out and saying, Hey, let's, let's get the Briscoe's six man with myself. Let me work with them. Do you think that's something that he talked or would it would have done and talked to the office about? I don't know if he would have talked to the office. Um, he might've said if he did say anything or was come to him with the idea. Um, I would love to work with these guys. That'd be awesome. Um, but you know, Think about it. I mean, Bully working with them only helps them, in my opinion. So maybe it was something that Bully did say and said, "Hey, you know what? Let me work with these guys and let's let's let me talk to them and maybe show them how they can even be even a better tag team." And maybe that was a, a way of doing it. Um, but you know, I wouldn't know if it was something that he pitched or they pitched. I, I would. I just simply wouldn't know that. You know, ROH is one of those uh, per, or promotions that you know tends to constantly move and shaking things around. With guys like the Briscoes, do you think that kind of hurts them a little bit? Because you, it's like, okay, well, you're we're facing this team this week, this team next week, and okay, well, no, they're split up now. All right. And do you think that kind of hurt them a little bit because they didn't know what the, who they're working with or? I don't understand. So your question is what? So now? basically, the the. ROH, the tag team division, probably early, late, late 2000s, a lot of moving parts. Uh-huh. Some guys are tag team partners together. Some guys aren't as far as, you know, full, like full flooded, flooded, uh, flooded, uh, excuse me, uh, tag team. Or other, they're just guys put together. Oh, I got you. Um, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Do, do you think that kind of hurts them? No, I, I mean, I think it gives them diversity. Um, I, I do. And I think that, uh, you know, you, you put the right two together that aren't really a tag team. I mean, like we, we had also talked before about um, Frankie Gazarian and Christopher Daniels. Um, that was a team that was just thrown together. Um, so sometimes you just got to see what sticks, you know what I mean? And, and, and unfortunately, because they were the top tag team, that's what they got. You know what I mean? So th- yeah. that's just what you have to deal with. You know, I, I, I misspoke before about uh, as far as the WWE in 2009, they ended up having a tryout with them. Uh, I just had it. I don't know where the heck I I had it in my notes and I lost it, Brian. What the hell? Don't lose shit. No, there it is. Okay. So November 24, 2009, Briscoe had a tryout with WWE uh, for their SmackDown and ECW tapings. 
the following month is when they were invited for a trial at an FCW Florida Championship Wrestling. Um, at that time, it was uh, WWE's developmental territory. Uh, but as it would be revealed later, the Briscoes turned it down because they were not cosmetically pleasing to suit WWE's programming. So there it is. That there's that. That may be say, something that we talked we we talked about it. Obviously, say that last line one more time. Did not find them. What? WWE said, I quote, as revealed by the Briscoes in a YouTube video, they were eventually turned down by WWE as they were not, quote, cosmetically pleasing to suit WWE's programming. I got this right off my research. All right. Are you kidding me right now? Like, seriously. I mean, what year was this? 2009. 2009? So you were still there. And they worked. They worked. They worked in ECW and SmackDown tapings. Okay, I don't know how, how many people in WWE have you seen have overall makeup, overall um, changes to their costume, look, whatever, character mm-hmm. changes. How many? How many have you had? I mean, good. I mean, serious, right? So you're trying to tell me that you couldn't do the same thing you've done with a million other people throughout the history of WWE? You couldn't have done the same thing with the Briscoes. Well, and I think too, it's like, okay, do we, do we really want to take a chance on these guys too? I mean, like I said, to me, hell yeah, let's go. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, you have all these other people that you have to answer to Scott Colders, share people, whatever. I honestly, like I said, uh, I don't know the, the, the facts. Um, I think it really had something to do with something that was said by one of the two, Mark or Jay, um, a long time ago. Um, and it was out of context, I guess, for people's liking. And I really think that's what dug them a hole. Um, so, you know, hopefully with time, you know, time heals all wounds. If that's what it was, you know, we get over it. And, and what it was, I have no idea. So, you know, don't ask me because I don't know. <laughs> I'm not digging. Whatever. Do, do you think the Briscoes, obviously not being a uh, to really make it, make it to national television. Obviously, we don't see them a lot in AEW. ROH is only seen in certain parts of the country. Are they the best tag team? Never really quote make it nationally. Well, they're damn good. I mean, they're damn good. Um, I worked with them firsthand. Really good at Impact and. Uh, I tell you that putting putting matches together with them is is uh, another comedic kind of thing for me. It was uh, really cool. Um, they're 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 very serious, very serious, very intense. Um, but but they're they're just good old country boys that just man are just comical to me. Like the because I mean you know I'm not a country good old boy. Um, so you know it, it just. It's different for me to hear the lingo and the and, and the things that were said, the way they put things together. Um, just in my opinion, we're just really cool and just like they're what you see on TV is what you get. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny to look at. It's like they've literally done it all except WWE. At the end of the day, when they hang them up, do you really think that that's going to be one of their things that they go back and look on and say, "Okay, I regret not doing that." Or do you think they said, oh, what the hell? We've done the best we can with what we have. I don't think they would give two shits. Yeah. Honestly. 
I mean, if, would they be ecstatic and happy to make a little run in WWE? I'm sure they would. I mean, that's, that's an obvious uh, yes. You know what I mean? But I don't think they'll ever look back on their career and go, man, well, we did everything, but guess what? Well, we didn't make it to the WWE, so I guess we feel like failures. That, no way. Mm-hmm. They would just be like, whatever, fuck it, no matter, move on. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- you know, they, they, they both have um, uh, outside of wrestling, they all both have uh, things they do um and you know it, it, they're not gonna ever do that you know in my opinion they're never gonna look back and be like kicking themselves in the butt something they did very well was they actually made this last appearance uh that you were part of in impact uh a match that we're gonna be talking about uh next in the third count of our episode Our match comes to us from April 28th, 2022, which I just realized, I'm like, holy crap, that uh, that was going to be the TV tapings that I would have been at if we were up there in Poughkeepsie, uh, Gavin and I, for the uh, when we came up there for Rebellion. And I'm like, oh, crap, this was that match or that 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 uh, uh, venue. Uh, Briscoe's taking on Heath and Rhino. When you're looking at these two teams... <laughs> it's fun to come kind of compare and contrast them a little bit because they're very similar, man. They really are. No, I was, uh, that, that was a a great, great day for me. Um, as far as I was very excited knowing I was going to be working with the Briscoes and I love working with Heath and Rhino. So I was like, all right, this is going to be really good for me. I love this. Can't wait. And, um, you know, once again, not trying to move forward too quickly, but putting this match together was just absolutely wonderful. Um, and there were some little nuances that the office wanted to have in it. And as they went through everything, and uh, Delo was the agent, and they finally had come up with what they wanted to do. And I looked at D'Lo and D'Lo looked at me and I was just like, you're thinking what I'm thinking, aren't you? He goes, probably so. And I was like, that does not flow. That is dead time, dead finish. So he asked me what I thought. I He told me what he thought. It was almost identical, which is what me and D'Lo have been doing for years. Um, but um, just going through the changes with them in the ring that day, all four, it was just like light bulbs were just clicking and clicking and clicking. And they, they loved the changes we made. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because they're, they're just so very good at what they do. And they want to listen and they want to get the best results. Um, and that, that's all four of them, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, the Briscoes were just, just a, a joy to work with and just so freaking funny uh, trying to go over things. It was just it was great. It's wonderful. So this this match, I mean, it was the impact uh, taping, uh, TV taping. You mentioned talking about the match beforehand. Is this something that all four of them are there, or is it just basically Ryan? Obviously, Rhino being the veteran that he is, is it, he's just kind of holding court kind of thing, or is everybody giving their own two cents kind of thing? Honestly, no. Um, Rhino wasn't holding court, and that's because Rhino at that point in time was really banged up and getting ready to have surgery. Mm-hmm. So he was. Um, doing his best, which 
God bless him because he probably shouldn't have been working, but um, doing his best to figure out how we could manipulate and not him take a bump at all or something very little. Uh, so that was, that was also the, uh, the problem with that match. If, you know, if you want to say a problem, I don't think that's the right word. That was the, the hardest part about putting this match together was that we had to protect Rhino in it. Mm-hmm. So, but no, he wasn't. He was in the ring later on because he knew he wasn't going to be so much involved. Were the Briscoes the right guys to work with Heath, Heath and Rhino here? Obviously, you mentioned having to take care of Rhino going off the surgery, but the, the Briscoes have been kind of, you know, get like I said before, given those black eyes because of how how much they how fast they go. Is no, that, is they, that something you're worried about here? No, I, I mean they. We also wanted to do a jump start. Um, we we had to talk talk them out of that. Um, you know, I think they were the perfect opponents for them because actually I think it slowed them down a little bit, to be honest with you, because Rhino wasn't able to be hit the full Rhino. So, no, I think it was a great matchup. And uh, Heath did very well in that match as well. Kind of carried the team. And uh, just overall, a good match. I mean, really all, you know, just overall good match. We saw the Briscoes go over, though, too. And it's just wherever they go, they get gold, man. Do you think it's just, just it's one of those things that a lot of people should give more credit to? It's like, okay, well, you're going all over, working everybody, working everywhere, and you're still winning, you're still getting gold. Is that something that you know people should really hit, it should hit home with people? What well, just goes to show, I mean, they're, they're a team that um, has earned and gotten a lot of respect over the years because of the fact of just really simply how good they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a a little story I want to tell when um when I was working a Ring of Honor, um, I believe it was a pay per view if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was in uh Boston. We were in Boston. Oh, oh, I've heard the story before. Okay, but go ahead. Yeah, so they they were working a match and both of them got color. And I think they got a little much, too much color. So I'm in the back and everybody goes, oh shit, what are we going to do? Because they had to leave the building and go catch a flight. Um, so <laughs> I guess I was the only one that was de- re- uh, relegated to take care of their wounds and wrap them up so they could get on a plane, which is fine. I've done it, you know, thousands of times. Um, and they trusted me. I told them basically they both put their heads in the sink, rinsed off all the blood. Um, they kept their same clothes on. If you can imagine this scenario. Um, I uh, got the wounds to where they quit bleeding, using using a little Vaseline and whatnot and all that stuff. And then we wrapped them up. So both of them left with head galls. Uh, one of them had a hat on. The other one put a bandana over his wrap. Um, they, they had tracings of uh, a little bit of blood on their, their outfit and all that. Now, I don't know whether they changed before they got to the airport and the car or what, but I mean, but then when they left the building, they were going straight to the airport and they were catching this flight. And my God, dude, they look like they literally, you know, you know how they wear the, the army pants, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so it literally looked like they came off of the, you know, a, a, a battleground and are trying to make a, a plane flight to get out of there. It was crazy. Um, I don't know how the airport took them at this point because they looked absolutely crazy as shit <laughs> and were wrapped up and it was it was nuts. 
Very, very crazy. And they were yeah. cool as shit, man. They really respected it that I was helping them out and all that stuff. It was it was really cool. Because that was a match against Steen and uh, El Generico, right? I believe so, yes. Because they had that was something else I want to bring up too, is just their those matches they had with them. They had so many great matches with them. And that one in Boston, I believe, I want to say it was like a Boston Street Fight or something. It was, it, was, it was something where there was – it was something. I know that because they were they were both bleeding. One was bleeding way more than the other. Once again, I don't know if it was Jay or Mark. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it, was, it was just crazy, crazy, crazy. And I was like, you're catching a flight? And they're like, yeah, we got to go in like 30 minutes. And I'm like, geez, it's going to take 30 minutes to clean you up. But it's hilarious is a lot of people want to throw shade on them still about being the type of wrestler that they are, but they don't really go back and watch when they were in ROH here and have just bang up matches, you know, not beating, yeah, beating the crap out of each other, but sometimes they weren't drawing blood, you know, and it, it goes to that. It's like, they can literally do anything wrestle with anybody. No, they most certainly can. Um, there's a lot of intriguing matchups that they can have at AEW. Um, you know, that they, they, they could get right into that mix. Um, so that, that that's, I mean, and, and look at impact when they got the impact. I mean, they, they jumped right into that division and there was all kinds of great matchups. I mean, I saw them against the motor city machine guns. Um, I saw them against, um, um, Jay white and, uh, uh, gosh, yes, Chris Bay. Uh, it was just a bunch of, you know, Rhino and Heath that we already mentioned. I mean, it was just a lot of good matchups, man. That, you know, if you didn't see that, that's good stuff, too, if you ever want to check them out. Uh, but, but yeah, so, I mean, putting them with anybody is not a problem. And I don't, I don't even think they, you know, I don't even think they look at it as a challenge anymore. I think it's just like, okay, great. This is awesome. We get to work with so-and-so and so-and-so um, because they're that good. Well, they even had that great feud there when they took the titles off the Good Brothers, too. So they can it just knock out drag out fights, man. Yes, and that was a that was a uh, that was a great great um, matchup as well. Um, you talking about styles and, and the way they work, you know, coming out just went perfect, I and mean, it was really good. So I, you know, like I said, is there a bad matchup for those guys? Is there? I don't know one. Mm-hmm. Do you think that obviously they had each individual had uh, Jay and Mark that is both had single runs. Are they just are they going to be best known for their tag teams, or do you think their people are kind of forget their their good singles uh, wrestling? Definitely, without a doubt, tag team. I mean, yeah. they're the Briscoes. So they're the Briscoes. This match that we had, do you think we've seen the last of them in Impact, or do you think it's uh, you know doors always open? Well, I'm sure the doors always open, but when you read that they signed a multi year deal with the Ring of Honor brand. Um, I think that's probably it for them for impact for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. Unless there's some unfinished dates that they're able to fill because of, um, you know, Tony allowing them to do that. But otherwise I, I think that's it for, for now. Mm-hmm. So with, with the Briscoe, say you're starting a, you know, you're really starting a, you know, one-off kind of show. Briscoe's got to be first on your list as far as tag teams, right? Oh, nowadays right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's, you know, all over FTR right now, which is great. And they are, they are awesome. And by the way, if they're listening, they'll laugh at this, but uh, that's right. Body by Birdseed's talking to you. Um, but yeah, so um, yes, they would definitely be at the top of the list. 
That's uh, that's something we'll probably have to talk about off air because I find it very intriguing for whatever reason. Uh, obviously one of the best tag teams of all time. Uh, next week, Brian, we're going to be going over legitimately one of the best, nicest guys in the business, Tommy Dreamer. Guy that you worked with, with uh, an impact quite a bit towards the end there too. Uh, we're going to be actually going over a match that you were involved with, with him and Rich um, Rich Swan for the Impact title at No Surrender 2021. What What's something that we get to look forward to hearing about uh, stories about Tommy Dreamer? Oh, boy. What are stars? <laughs> Tommy is Tommy Dreamer. Um, he is uh, – this is going to be a fun one. Um, it really is because – Tommy has had one hell of a ride, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, man, it's it's unbelievable, and oh, it's it's gonna be so fun. All I could say, you know, to, to close out this before I don't, I get too involved. We start another podcast as we go right now. <laughs> um, is just that the guy is so passionate. The guy loves the business more than any person I've ever met in my life, um, and. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dig into some stuff that people may or may not know backstage. Uh, we're gonna get into some stuff that we, we, we that we want to talk about in the ring where he's so comical and does a lot of chatter. Um, it, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a canvas. Listen, it is. So until that happens, head over where wherever you're hearing this. Hit the subscribe button. iTunes, uh, Spotify. Anywhere, Google, Stitcher, wherever, wherever you get your great podcast, we're there. But head over to social medias at Reffing It Up on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Brian, how great has you know JD Hoop been with our graphics, man? We had hell of a graphics last week for for Bully Ray. I can't wait to see what he does uh, this week with the Briscoes. Man, and then. Didn't he just did a big one for uh, Starcast, right? Yeah, he ended up doing the uh, main poster for the main event between Ric Flair and Andrade taking on Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. So he's moving, he's shaking. He's like, I legitimately say he is the best one out there. If you need graphics for a show, or Christ, even if you need a, you know some photography, he does that too. You can put up in your office or or whatnot, make the special person in your life jealous because uh you got some great artwork there yeah no he's phenomenal man it's um we're we're we we, we both should be very blessed that he's part of uh reffing it up yeah and um i i i, I mentioned also in a, in a tweet that he is the man and just really really appreciated all his work and um he, he only helps enhance us and only helps enhance us you know, another guy that enhances us even more is AJ McKay, who does a phenomenal entrance, man. To this day, I listen to the entrance at least once a day, if not multiple times, just just the entrance, just because it's such a banger. All right. Well, I'm past that phase, but I still love it. Okay, maybe still not every day. It. Maybe not every day, but oh no, but 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 seriously, <laughs> no, it, it it really is good. Um, he is so talented. Um I really just want to know if he can do another one one day for me. <laughs> just to jazz it up, whatever. Well, why not? And in addition to that, we got a couple big, big shows coming up for, for us, for you. 
uh, Wrestling Showcase, Saturday, September 3rd, 2022, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. East Coast Standard Time, if you will. Uh, you can find it on Fight TV, or if you're in the mood, you're going to be in the Chicago area. Check out their website at uh, uh, the wrestlingshowcase.com. All the ticket information is going to be there. But also, while you're there, you can pick up your tickets for the meet and greet. You can meet Brian himself. I know. I know. I I get nervous sometimes when I talk to him and I, you know, I, I've been working with him for so long. So give me a break. I'm trying to put you over. I'm trying to take a, take a uh, tip from bully and just try to get you over a little bit more. He was, he was trying, wasn't he? <laughs> but uh, no, you can go, like I said, go over to the wrestling showcase.com for tickets for both the show and the meet and greets. The meet and greets are at uh, the uh, September 3rd, the same day, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time for VIP, and then 11 and uh, 12 p.m. for uh, general admission. So Brian's not going to be the only one there, dude. You have, if you've seen this lineup, man, unbelievable. Likes of Showcase, or was it uh, Johnny Showcase? There we go. He changes his name every place he goes. But you know, got Tony Nee, Steve Macklin, Ty Valkyrie, Deanna Perrazzo, Killer Cross, Rich Swan. Uh, Jacob Fat too. Man, the list goes on and on and on. You're not going to want to miss it. And then November, you got something to a Russell Cage, right, Brian? Yeah, no, I went to Salem. Um, that's a big show. I, I haven't worked it last year because I uh, guess COVID or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a, always a big event down there. That's awesome. Awesome time down there. And uh, yeah, that's all I have on the docket. Um, I'm working on something that hopefully we can um, talk about soon but I'm working on something now, but uh, until then I don't want to really say anything because I don't know if it's going to come to fruitation, but, but I am working on something for the, the show and for the listeners and stuff like that. So maybe we'll have new news later, but uh, as of right now, that is all we got. So Brian, where can they find you on the uh, social media gimmicks there to, to obviously follow you for this announcement? Yeah, sure. Uh, so it's uh very easy. It's at Baby Hebner, and it's on both Instagram and Twitter, if you will. And uh, yeah, just hit me up if you have any questions or anything like that. Always, you can always DM me. I'll do the best I can to get to it. And uh, any questions for our show, you're welcome to do that too. Or you can do it at Reffing It Up. Uh, ask them questions there too. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome, awesome. So thank you guys so much for tuning in this week to Reffing It Up with Brian Hebner. Tune in next week when we're going over everything. Tommy Dreamer himself. So, with that being said, thank you very much, Brian. We'll see everybody right here on Wrestling Up with Brian Hebner next week. One, two, three.